0: Know why Jonah was so stubborn I, I I think part of his trouble was he was all Jew and Nineveh wasn't Nineveh was not a not not one of the Jewish cities it was a city of uh, much trouble much probably like Corinth where where Paul went to the Corinthians but It was a city of much, much sin. And it was an older city. But Nineveh was a big, big city evidently. It said something about three days journey on foot from that one edge, maybe all the way to the other side. Just a long way. And, And just a big city. But the people of Nineveh were wicked. And had forgotten God. Uh, I'm going to pick up in chapter 3, verse 9. After Jonah goes through his trials, and he goes to Nineveh and proclaims the message that God had for him to proclaim to them, now, now here's something that's notable now. It was the message that God told him to say. It wasn't anything Jonah added because he felt no friendship with those people. He felt no kinship. He didn't go about patting on the back, howdy and all this, like many do today. He just went and he proclaimed God's word. He didn't add anything to himself because he was angry. He didn't want to go there. But he knew that he had to go there. So when he proclaimed God's word, it had an effect. Unlike me going somewhere and howling and shaking and back patting and then try to proclaim God's word mixed up with mine a little bit, see. Uh, Jonah didn't want any anything added. He just he didn't want any howdies even. He just went and, prophet walking through the city, proclaiming God's uh, destruction upon the city, <coughs> and they repented. And in verse nine: Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from His fierce anger that we perish not? So they they got in sackcloth and ashes. They repented. They, They understood that the God of the universe was angry at them. And what Jonah had told them was effective. And God saw their works that they turned from their evil ways. And God repented of the evil. They turned from their wicked ways and God turned from destroying them. And that God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. So because of their response, and because they believed what they heard, then God withheld the destruction that he had ready for them. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. Oh, he wanted those people destroyed. He didn't like them. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I prayed thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a graceful, gracious God and merciful low to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. Now now I want you to you know we can absorb what Jonah said here. "I, I told you Lord I told you and I knew and that's why I went to Tarshish I fled away from you I did not want to bring them this message Because I knew you were a gracious God. You were a great God. And that you would repent of destroying them. You didn't destroy them and I'm mad. (laughs) That's what he has told God. And I knew before, that's why I run away from you God. I didn't want these people to be spared. I wanted these people to be destroyed. But you made me come and now look what's happened. They've repented. Boy, I didn't want that, Lord. Uh, That's that's Jonah. For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. The Lord repented of destroying Nineveh. Boy, that just had Jonah upset. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. Boy, I'm telling you, you know, I don't know if I've ever run into a Jonah. But I think sometimes I've run into some that's stubborn. I I really do. I think I've run into some just that hard-headed. Then said the Lord, Dost thou will to be angry? And that's all he recorded that he said to him. Dost thou will, doest thou will to be angry? Uh, Jonah, what, why? Really, Jonah, why are you angry? I want you to search your heart. Tell me why you're angry. Tell me why you wanted the people destroyed and why you're mad at me because I didn't destroy them. Is that good for you? Is that the right way for you to be? Doest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city and there made him a booth. Now, that's a little uh, shelter, you know, of any kind and sat under it in the shadow, in the shades, till he might see what would become of the city. He still hadn't given up hope, had he? Even at that, even with God sparing the city, he still didn't quite give up hope that they'd be destroyed. And the Lord God prepared a gourd, and made it come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head, to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. Boy, wasn't that great. I'm sitting here and I, I'm really a mourning. I'm mad. I want this city destroyed. I'm just going to wait a while and see if it does. And all that time, you know, a day or two he sat there, maybe three, with that gourd come on up and covered that shelter. And he was in the cool of it. And it made him glad of that gourd. He really, really liked it. But God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day. It smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a vehement east wind and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die And said, it is better for me to die than to live. And God said to Jonah, doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. (laughs) Uh, We're dealing with a tough, tough man here. Then said the Lord, thou hast had pity on the gourd. For the which thou hast not laboured, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night, and perished in a night. And should not I spare city? Uh, should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. 120,000 people. It was in that city. A huge city in those days. And and God told Jonah and told him plainly that these people don't have any knowledge. They are totally ignorant of me and my way. They've never been taught anything. They can't even discern their left hand from their right hand. And you would rather that Gourd had lived than Nineveh. How, how much like Jonah can we get? Yeah, I think about that sometimes. We, we, get, into, we get into conversations with people, and, and, and you've done the same thing, Brother Johnny. But you get into conversations with people, and, and they, they are the north end of a southbound horse. They're just, just hard. They're just hard. And it, there's nothing right. There's nothing good. Everything is negative. Even, even the ones that they meet in church on Sunday morning when they go, there's something wrong with them. They're all not quite up to snuff, quite up to my standards. And they're everywhere, aren't they? Amen. Little Jonas are everywhere. I don't know about the big Jonas. But the little Jonah's everywhere nothing makes them happy. Nothing satisfies them. I I think there's a lesson in here on that, but I I can't quite, I've never quite been able to grasp it all. But there's something about Jonah that is in every one of us. There's a little bit of Jonah in every person that's walking today. I think think God is showing us somehow that each of us has a little bit of Jonah in us. And we got old so-and-so down the road and he's mistreated me. He might have cheated me out of a cow or he broke my fence one day or he did something. And I hope that bad things come on him. I hope God strikes him down. I hope he don't go to church and repent and get all right with God. That's going to hurt my feelings. Can you imagine now? That's what Jonah, a little Jonah would do today. little Jonah. Or see somebody get in trouble along the way. Maybe a car wreck. Maybe one of their kids in a car wreck. Well, that just serves them right. Them kids are wild and they didn't raise them up in church and they didn't do right. And, and this happened and that happened and they deserve every bit of that, but I'll pray for them. And that's what you hear all the time. Mercy. Little Jonas. Boy, there's little Jonas running around everywhere we look. And, and the thing that I hadn't quite grasped is how Jonah could talk back to God the way that he did. Mercy. To God. A voice out of heaven talk back to him. I, I know. I know that you're merciful. Well, I don't like that though. I, he was merciful to Jonah. I, I know that you're gracious. And if those people repent that you're going to bless them, you're going to do right by them. I, don't, I didn't want that. And yet God letting a gourd grow up over his head. Shading Jonah. And, and if it was necessary, God would have sent a raven to him with food in its mouth. It, it don't matter to God. He does it his way. But that Jonah was stubborn. Lord have mercy stubborn. That that was a, there was a man, a man asked a preacher, said, said, Brother so-and-so, is there anything in Scripture, anything against a baptistry? Well, no, I can't find anything, but I've always done this this way, and I don't like a baptistry, and I ain't never going to do that. What's wrong with us? We're all little Jonas, every one of us. And that's all I have on my heart today is for us to realize we're like little Jonas. Every one of us in some way. And I know it's a short message. But that's what it is. But Jonah was so angry. Lord, just kill me. I'm miserable. I'm unhappy. I'm a Jew and I didn't want them Gentiles to live. Just kill me. Just get me out of the way. I I have never seen a more miserable person in the Bible. And you know that's the end of it. That's the end that you hear of Jonah. And yet, somewhere in the Bible, a greater than Jonah is here. The Bible called or insinuated that Jonah was great. In all his anger, Jonah, Jonah did something that very few do. He went and he gave God's message and nothing of his own. Amen. He did something that very few people do and that's, that's the remarkable thing. He, he went in there with that city and he was unhappy. He was discontent. He didn't want to take the message. He didn't want to see them repent. He didn't want to see God uh, let them go and not destroy them. So what he did was he went through that city proclaiming exactly what God told him to say and nothing else. And it worked. How many people do that? And that's that's the question of the day. How many people do that? Straight out of God's Word? None of my imagination. None of my great experiences in this world. None of my wonderful popularity. None of my ability here and ability there. It's God's word. Amen. Take it or leave it. And that's what Jonah did. That's what we need more of, isn't it? And we might not need the uh, the anger. And we might not need the stubbornness. We might not need to be like Jonah and argue with God. But we need to do exactly like Jonah. Take the message to the city of Nineveh and leave it there. Amen. Take it and leave it there. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Take the message God wants and leave it there. And it will do some good. And it did some good here. And we get away from Jonah's nature and Jonah's character and we look at the pure... Word of God that God said tell the people and he told the people exactly that because he didn't like them that much. He told them exactly what God said. He fulfilled God's wishes and he left it that way and the whole city was saved or saved from destruction. You know that'll still work. Forget all the rhetoric Forget the foolishness, forget the jokes in the pulpit, Amen. forget all my great experiences with this or that or the other, God's Word, just God's Word, that's what will do the job. That will be it for a simple message tonight.